We're learning now, Chavav Menbeis. We're beginning at the bottom of Chavav Men Aleph. Says the Mishnah, Ketzad Ma'aviri Nal Taharas Hazara. How do they remove the Kalim to be Metaher the Azara? What do they remove exactly? Matbilinas Kalim or Kala Kalim Shahayu B'Mikdash. They have to remove and be Matbil all of the Kalim that were in the base of Mikdash. In other words, their Chayshesh that the Ami Aretz that were around the Beis Mikdash during the Ragel, even the Kehanim who were on the Aretz, were metame all the Kalim. B'Shas the Ragel, they said everything started, but as soon as the Ragel ended, so they had to be Ma'at. Now they would tell the Kehanim who were on the Aretz, Yizaru, be careful, don't touch the Shulchan. Apparently, it's not possible to be Ma'at, the Shulchan, we'll see why in the Gemara. Now also all the Kalim in the Mikdash had a spare, a second, and a third, because they were afraid if the initial, the originals would become Tameh, what would they do? So now you view Shneem Tachtem, they can bring the the second, uh, and if that becomes Tameh, they can bring the third in their place. Now, call it Kalim Shayba Mikdash Tun Tvila. All of the Kalim in the Mesa Mikdash required Tvila after the Raga, like we said, Chutmi Mizbiach Azov, Umizbiach Anachaishas, except for Mizbiach Azov and the Mizbiach Anachaishas. Why don't these require Tvila? Why don't those require Tvila? Mipnesha in Kekarka, because they're considered like Karka. Rashi said it's called Mizbiach Adama, it's like the ground, and therefore it's not Mikabotoma. And of course, the Shulchan before, they were careful that the army arts shouldn't touch them. So it also doesn't require Tvila. That's according to Rabbi Eliezer. The Chachamim and the Chachamim say, no, because they're coated with metal. So after seeing the Gemara, what they're saying, if they're coated in metal, of anything, that's a reason to say that, uh, that they are Mechabal Tumah. So we'll see. Tana. So the Gemara brings a Brisa. The Mishnah said that they would tell the Kehanim that were Ami Haaretz, don't touch the Shulchan. So the Gemara brings a Brisa that says, will be careful, lest you touch the Shulchan and the Menorah. Meaning, don't touch the Shulchan or the Menorah. Now, Vitana, you know, our Tana, my time with the Tani Menorah, why didn't he say to be careful not to touch the Menorah? Seems like according to the Tana of our Mishnah, it's okay to be Metame the Menorah. Only not the Shulchan, but the Brisa says it's also a problem to be Metame the Menorah. So the Gemara explains the, the Tana of our Mishnah holds Shulchan, Ksiv Bey Tamid. By the Shulchan, it says Tamid. In other words, it says that the Lechem upon him. Should be on the Shulchan Lefanai Tamid. Lechem Panim Lefanai Tamid. Always. So that means that the Shulchan always needs to be in its place with the Lechem Panim on it. And if it would become Tamid and they'd have to be mad with it, so that would be a bittel of this mitzvah. But the Menaira, like Siv Batamid, it doesn't say Tamid. Now Rashi points out it does say Tamid, but it means that Tamid, you have to be mad like the Menaira, meaning every evening you have to light the Menaira and the flame has to burn. At least throughout the night, from the evening, the Aravad biker, but not more than that. So during the day, you could take the Menorah Bimat bullet as long as it's back in its place for the Adlaka the next evening, and that wouldn't be a problem. But by the Shulchan, it has to be Tamid all the time. Now, Vidach, the town of the Brisa, why does he hold that you can't be Metami the Menorah? Because Kevinism, since it says, the Menorah should be placed opposite the Shulchan, so that means. That whenever the Shulchan is where it is supposed to be, the Menorah has to be opposite. Command It's like it said by the Menorah also Tamid. Command It's like it also said Tamid by the Menorah. The Menorah has got to be opposite the Shulchan. The Shulchan always has to be in its place because of the Lachem of Anim. So that means the Menorah also always has to be in its place. Vidach and the Tanev Armishna says, no, that Pasuk of 
That's only coming to be Kovayamako, meaning to tell you where the Menayah has to be. It doesn't mean that the Menayah has to be always opposite the Shulchan. Whenever the Menayah is there, it has to be there opposite the Shulchan. But it could be that the Menayah will be taken away to be titled. Only the Shulchan itself has to always be there because of Tamit. Now, in fact, the Gemara, the Tepukli, the Kli Eitzos, the Nachisu. Tepukli, one of those, why don't I say that the Shulchan can't become Tami anyway? Say that the Shulchan can't become Tami anyway because it's a Kli Eitz, who meaning it's a Kli Eitz that's meant to be resting in the same place. Meaning the Shulchan is not meant to be carried around. It sits in one place. V'chol Kli Eitz, and any Kli that's meant to sit and rest in one place, Lamitami, meaning it's not the Kabul Tumah. My time, what's the reason why a Kli'chara, a Kli'etz, that's Azkin and Achish, isn't a Kabul Tumah? Duma de Sak, because it has to be like Sak. Rashi means a Pasuk that says, together in one Pasuk, all Kli'etz, or Ibeger, or Sak, all those things, an Eitz, a Beged, an Or, or a Sak, a wooden Kli, or a material, or leather, or Sak, which is from the hairs of goats, all those things are the same. And everything has to be like a sack. A sack is something that you fill up with uh, with whatever, and you carry it. So everything, even made out of wood and made out of leather and made out of baguette, has to be like sack. In what way? Just like a sack, you fill it up, and then you carry it around. It has to be able to be carried when it's full. I mean, if you couldn't carry it when it's full, then what's the point of it? You fill it up, and you transport things in it. So just like a sack is movable, it's portable, even when it's full, as well as when it's empty. Afkal, so to the other things, they have to be able to be carried when they're full, as well as when they're empty. So therefore, the Shulchan, when you have the Lachim HaPanim on it, it's got to be sitting on the ground. So even though there's a Lacha of Tamid, and because of the Lacha of Tamid, so it's got to be in the same place, but the Gemara says, there's another reason why it has to be in the same place. Because since it's got to be, and it remained always sitting in the same place, so then it's Aslin it's meant to be resting in one place, and it's not Makabotuma. Because of that, it's not Metaltum It's not something you carry around when it's empty, like when it's full. Here it sits there with Lachim upon him, and you would never pick it up when it has Lachim upon him on it. So even if there wouldn't be a problem to be Mat Bilet, you shouldn't have to be Mat Bilet because it shouldn't be Makabotuma. So the Gemara says, no, it's not true. Hi Nami, the Shulchan also it's metal till Malivarekum. It is something that you'd carry when it's full as well as when it's empty. Meaning they would carry the Shulchan even when the Lechem upon him was on it. And therefore, on account of that, it could still be Bikabul Tumah. Kirish Lakish, like Rish Lakish. Rish Lakish said the dumb Rish Lakish. see what does it mean? The Pasak says Allah Shulchan Hatar. The Pasak says on the Shulchan Hatar. Why does it call the Shulchan the Shulchan Hatar? It sounds like it's gotta be Tar. And if it says it has to be Tami, it seems like it could be that it's Tami. Famai, how could it be Tami? I didn't you say Kli'eitz, Aslan Achesu? It's a Kli'eitz that's meant to be sitting in one place. So if the Pasuk says Tar, it's got to be that it could be Makabal Tumah. Why could it be Makabal Tumah? So it must be that this teaches us, Shemagbi and also, they would raise up the Shulchan sometimes. Why would they raise up the Shulchan? They would show on the Shulchan to the Oli Regalim the Lechem Apanim. Why were they showing the Lechem Apanim on the Shulchan to the Oli Regalim? They would say to them, Look at how dear you are before the Rabbi Nishalayim. 
Kesidurai, because when the lechem apanim is removed from the shulchan, it's the same fresh, it's the same warm that it was when it was arranged. They would arrange, they would put the lechem apanim on the shulchan on Shabbos, and it would sit there the whole week until next Shabbos when they would remove it and replace it with a new one. And the lechem apanim was just as fresh and as warm when it was removed after a week, which is actually nine, which is actually nine days after it was prepared because it was baked on. Friday, and then it was arranged on Shabbos, and the next Shabbos, it was removed, and it still was fresh. A great nays happened with Lechem Apanim. The same way it was put on there, fresh and warm, it was removed. Like it says, To put down on the Shulchan, warm red, on the day that it's removed, meaning it was warm on the day that it was removed, just like on the day when it was placed there. So therefore, they actually lifted up the shulchan, and it wouldn't be considered a lechem, a, a, a kliet, a So therefore, they had to tell the kahanim not to touch it, because it would otherwise be mekabel toma. Now, frek the Gemara, v'teibugli mishum tzipoi, why can't I say that the shulchan is mekabel toma, not because you're going to pick it up? Meaning, we had a kasha before, why don't I see the Shulchan? It can't be Makabal Tomeh anyway, because it's Asilinaches. So we answered, it's not Asilinaches, you pick it up. Now the Gemara is asking, why don't you give a different Tarets? It's not considered a Kliate because of the Tzibu, the coating. There was a gold coating on top of the wood. It was made out of wood. But it's not considered a Kliate to Asilinaches because there's a gold in Tzibu, and on account of that, it's considered metal. And metal doesn't matter if it's Asilinaches. If you have a metal Kli, even if it sits in one place all the time and you don't carry it, it still could be Makabal Tomeh. Now, where do we see that when a wooden kli is covered with metal, it's considered like the din of the covering, not the din of the wood itself? That's not because the Mishnah, and the Mishnah talks about the reverse case. It says, HaShulchan v'adulpukki, HaShulchan is a table, adulpukki is a kind of a chair. Shenivchasu. Nivchasu means that the uh, the tabletop, or the part where you'd sit on the chair, is, is sort of worn away. It's uh, it's missing, in other words, and therefore it's no longer a table. Or it's there, but it's coated in, in, in marble and stone. Now, stone is not makabal tumah. But a little bit remained. Even though a lot of it was uh, was was uh, was ruined, was removed, or it was coated in stone. But there's a little bit remaining, intact, uncoated. How much? It's enough place to put cups. So Tommy said, Tanakama says, listen, since there's enough place to put something, it's still, um, you know, royal kabbal, it still has a receptacle. And it's made out of wood, and it has a, a base kibul amakam to be makabel these kaisis. Therefore, it's makabel tumah and it's tummy. Vidami Vidus says it's not enough that it has place to be makabel kaisis. Makam enachas hachatiches. There's got to be enough space there for it to be makabel pieces, pieces of bread, pieces of meat, which is more what that table was designated for. In any event, you see here that when you have a wooden table and you coat it in marble and stone, so it's got the din of the marble. It's no longer considered wood if it could be completely coated in marble. Even though it was still a table and it functioned as a table and it should have been makabal tumah, but since it's coated in stone, it's not going to be makabal tumah. So who had you know over here? If we say lakula, when it's coated in stone, it's not going to be makabal tumah. Certainly, if it's made out of wood and it's asilanachis, but it's coated in metal, then it should be considered metal and it will be makabal tumah. Now, what are you going to say? You're going to say maybe shiny atzei shitim. Maybe the eitzim that they made the menorah out of are atzei shitim, right? Very. Very, I think it's acacia wood, very expensive wood. The chashiv is so chashiv, they're not going to be bottled to the coating. 
In other words, the mission over there was talking about a cheap wood. So you put stone on top of a cheap wood, so the yukur is the coating because the wood is cheap. But here you're putting the coating, even though it's gold, but it's on top of, let's say, shittim, it's very chashev, and therefore it's not going to be bottled to the coating. It's not true. Or, hanich lakish, that would be good, according to lakish. He said, the mission only said that the kli is bottled to the coating, meaning you look at the coating as the ikr, when the kli is achsalgim, which is a cheap kind of wood, it's imported, imported from a place, in other words, it's very cheap wood, so that kind of cheap wood, when you coat it with wood, it becomes considered, sorry, when you coat, when you cover it with stone, it's considered like stone. But clay masmim, which is a very chash of a kind of wood, that's so it's not going to be bottled. So shopper. According to Shlakish, it'll be good. The same way the clay masmim isn't going to be bottled to the wooden coating. So here too, the Asishit maybe wouldn't be bottled to the golden coating. But according to Rabbi we said over there, even if the clay is made out of masmim, a fancy wood, it's still bottled. You always go bust to the tzibui. Michael Amos, so what are you going to say over here? Even though it's chashev, we should treat it like the metal, like the gold that it's coated with. And therefore, it should be mekabel tum on account of that, even though it's also the naches. And if you're going to say maybe no, maybe kam b'tzipu oimid, kam b'tzipu oimid. Only the mission only says that you consider the kli like the coating when it's oimid, meaning when the coating is firmly attached, the stone is really attached well to the wood underneath. It's only treated like wood. But here we're talking about a tzipu oimid. The coating in the mishkan wasn't it really solid coating. It was sort of loosely attached, and therefore you're not going to consider what's underneath it like what's on, outside of it. It's not true. He asked him, when do we say that the kli is considered like the coating? Is it only when the tzipi is only when it's firmly attached, or even when, the, when it's not ayimid, it's not really attached so well? Is it only when the coating covers the rem, meaning the there's like a ledge that rises up on top of the table from around. Is it only when it covers that part? When it doesn't cover that, it only covers the tabletop itself, but it doesn't cover the, the lip around it. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's firmly attached or not. It doesn't matter if it covers the lip or it doesn't cover the lip. You always treat it like the coating. So here too. We should always treat it like the coating. The coating is gold. Therefore, it should be considered a metal kli and it should be mekabal tumah. So why do you have to say that the shulchan is mekabal tumah because they pick it up? Even if they wouldn't pick it up, it's mekabal tumah because it's considered metal because it's a gotten golden cover. Ella. So rather, the reason why we have to say that it's only mekabal tumah because they pick it up and not because it's coated in gold, it's shiny shulchan. The shulchan is different. The shulchan is different. Even though it's coated in gold, it's not considered gold. You don't go bust to the covering in the case of the shulchan. Why not? The Rachmana carry eights because the Torah calls it eights. It says in the pasuk, We'll see the rest of the pasuk later, but the Torah calls them mizbeach eights. Even though it's coated in gold, the Torah calls it eights. If the Torah calls it eights, therefore we treat it like eights, and it's not considered like the coating. It's an exception to the rule.